My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. This is the chair that, uh, that I've chosen here in the corner of my living room. It's, it's well-worn, it's comfortable, it fits me perfectly. It's where I come with my, uh, with my cup of coffee and my Bible for my quiet time, my alone time with God. If your life is at all like mine, quiet can be hard to find, can't it? Sometimes I, I find it early in the morning before the kids wake up, before the list on my calendar, the to-do list for the day begins, I find just a few moments of, of quiet time, alone time here. Sometimes my day starts a little late and I got to try and catch it in the evening after the kids go to bed and when it's dark outside and, and I come and I grab a few moments alone. Hmm. Alone. That, that word has taken on um, maybe a whole new meaning for me over the last few weeks, few, few months. I'm not really sure I like it. You see, think, things have changed in my time here. See, I got into this routine of, this routine of quiet time, this routine of having this alone time with God. And it was really great. You know, if you don't do that in your life, I highly recommend it. Find I've learned it doesn't need to be complex. It doesn't need to be long. Just to have set aside a few moments, a little bit of time each day with God. It was great. And I wish I could tell you that I I was faithful to do it every day, right? Never missed a day. Well, that's not me. I'm glad God has grace because I miss days here and there. You know, someone once told me, you know, Martin Luther, you know, that great reformer, that that he used to pray, he'd wake up and pray for two hours every day before his day began. Two hours. And then then he talked about one time when his his schedule was extremely full that day, busier than most, so he got up and prayed for three hours. All right, I'm not Martin Luther. Okay, I don't do two hours. I certainly don't do three. I don't hit every day perfectly. But you know, this alone time with God that I... I put in my life, it, it really was great. Until I really started feeling alone. Like really alone. Like, like it felt like God didn't show up here anymore. And I didn't think this is the way it was supposed to work. You know, because it seemed like I was alone here, that God stopped showing up. When things started getting tough in my life, when, when things started getting difficult, that's when God stopped talking to me. Maybe some of you have experienced the very same thing. I, I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe someone, maybe someone you love, maybe you got a diagnosis, cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Maybe you've been trying to start a family for years and and this dream of pregnancy just isn't getting started. Maybe you, you work your way through college, you work your way through grad school, you, you end up with a degree and you get out the other end and there's no job for you. Nothing. 
Or you've had a job for years and you come in one day and suddenly they say, sorry, you're done. Don't need you anymore. Maybe your marriage is getting more and more difficult. Maybe your children are getting more and more difficult. Maybe life itself is just getting more and more difficult. I don't know your story. But if it played out like mine, then probably at those moments when you needed them most, it felt like God just didn't show up. At least not the way I hoped he would. So I'd come here in the mornings to be alone with him, to talk with him, just like he invites us to do, right? Like I've been doing all along, and I keep finding myself alone. I, I talk to him, I ask, I ask, okay, God, why? <laughs> Why, God, is all this happening? Give me some explanation. Give me some understanding. And you know what? He's silent. I don't get the explanation. I don't get the here's why it's all happening to you. So, so I, I step back and say, okay, God, how about if you just show me your plan? How about if you give me the big picture here because I'm having a hard time seeing it? When are you going to step in and show your power? Can you tell me when you're going to do that? When are you going to do something big and make things right again in, in my life? And he doesn't show me the plan. And so I say, okay, God, I don't need the whole plan. Can you just show me what's next? Can, can you just give me directions for this day? And more often than not, I end up sitting here, either in tears Maybe through clenched teeth, finally saying, where are you, God? Where are you? And you know what I hear? Silence. Crickets. Nothing. And I wonder why. Why, why would he be absent? You know, it feels like he abandoned me exactly when I needed him the most. So when I come here, when I, when I sit down in this quiet, I can, I can remember how it used to be not that long ago, right? I can remember reading scripture and, and having the words from this page just, just come alive, right? When, when this relationship was so good. And I would read a verse and it'd be, oh, yeah. Or, or sometimes God would give me just a word. I can remember the time when I was really nervous for work because there was a, a confrontation, a conversation that I had to have that I wasn't looking forward to. And, and I'm just reading through Scripture, and, and the word courage jumped up off the page for me. It was God just giving me the courage for that day, and, and I did it with his strength, with his courage, with his encouragement. And, and sometimes I would sit here, and you know, I, I'd spend some times in prayer, and I, I, I'd run out of words to say which is fine, and, and I just sit here in silence. And, and it was okay, and, and in that silence, I'd hear God's voice. You know, not an audible voice. If you were here, you wouldn't have heard anything, but I'd just get that deep sense of affirmation, assurance. I just know that he's here. I remember those times, but, but I'm not experiencing them. Now I sit here and I don't hear anything. And the words on these pages are, 
are just that. They're, they're words. I guess if you ask me, I'd say I feel, I feel pretty spiritually dry right now. This chair feels like I'm coming to sit down in the middle of the Sahara Desert. <laughs> I come and I sit in this desert. And my relationship with God is dry. It's, it's withered. When you sit in the desert, you're longing for water, right? And it seems like the only water I ever find are my tears. Not, not, a, great, not a great source of refreshment there. I'm thirsty for that relationship with God again. I just want to go back to the way that it was when, when things were easier, more comfortable with God. When, when God used to be here with me. You know, so, so I keep coming here. And I'm going to keep coming to this chair. Because I know I need him. <laughs> if, if ever I needed God, I need him now. And this is where I meet him. And this is where he meets me in a special way. I, I don't know, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know why I'm so alone right now. But when God does decide to come back again, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here waiting and listening and ready to experience him again. Ready to experience that joy and that thanksgiving that I remember. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him my Savior, and my God. Hmm. All right, I, I know the truth. The truth is God is here. God is present. Even when I feel alone, I know I'm not alone. So, yes, God is here. I don't know why it's so hard for me to feel him, so difficult for me to sense him, to to hear him, but I do know the truth that there's no place I can go that God is not with me. And even when I don't feel it, his promises are still true. Okay, I don't understand what's going on. I certainly don't like it. To be honest, I don't understand God's ways, and I don't always like his ways. And if I can be honest here, there's times I don't even really like God all that much. But maybe his silence in my life, maybe this silence in a strange way, is forcing me to search for him. Instead of just looking for his power, instead of just looking for his answers, instead of just looking for him to fix everything, I find myself looking simply for him. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me 
saying to me all day long, where is your God? I wonder if I really do want to find him, though. I'm not sure I'm going to like what I find if I find him. I'm not sure he's going to do everything I want him to do. It just seems like everything in life that could go wrong is going wrong. And it just seems that it gets harder and harder and worse and worse. It's like, it's like that single snowflake, right? People talk about that single snowflake up on the mountainside. The one snowflake falls, and it's the tipping point, right? And, and that snowflake slides just a, an inch, and it grabs a hold of a couple others on the side, and, and, and they grab a hold, of, and it moves a foot, and, it, and then they grab it, and, and pretty soon... Pretty soon that one little snowflake causes an avalanche. And this, I feel like I'm under this avalanche crushing me. And, and the snow keeps falling. It keeps piling more and more and more. And I'm getting buried here. The trouble just kind of keeps piling up in life. And there's no end in sight. There's no way out. Sometimes I, I, feel, like, I feel like it's just crushing me. Like there's no way out. And I know all the, I know all the answers. I know, I, I've gone to church enough. I know Isaiah 30. Oh, people of Zion, you who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. As soon as he hears, he'll answer you. I know Isaiah 59. The arm of the Lord is not too short to save. His ear is not too dull to hear. I also, I also have listened to the radio preachers. And, and, and I've heard them talk about how God wants me to be happy. And God wants me to be rich. And God wants me to be healthy. And God wants me to be successful. And if I'm not those things, if I'm not happy, healthy, successful, and rich, then then it must be something I'm doing wrong. And there must be some sin that's blocking God's blessing from me. Well, you know what? I've listened to them. I've looked at my life. And I haven't done anything to deserve this. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I know I'm a sinner. I'll be the first one to line up and admit that. I, I know all about grace. I know that I don't deserve any good thing, and every blessing from God is a gift, right? And I also know that God often lets us experience consequences of our bad choices. So if I decide to drink too much and drive my car, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm probably going to get in an accident. If I decide to smoke all my life, I'm probably going to get cancer. There's consequences to bad choices. I, but you know what? I cannot find the link. I cannot find the explanation between what I'm going through right now, between, between what I'm doing and this pain and this hardship. If I could, I'd be the first one to admit it. But it's just not there. I can't find it. So why does God allow wave after wave after wave of sorrow and discouragement to keep pounding me day after day after day? It's just relentless, like sitting at the beach and the wave coming after wave after wave. And I know God has the power to fix it, right? 
He's God. He could say the word and the miracle would happen. Everything would change with just a word. And I still believe that he's good. I still believe that he loves me. He wants what's best for me. After all, he sent his son to die for me, to die in my place, to save me. He made that sacrifice for me. He's not going to throw that away. That's true love. So I know he loves me. I know he's got the power. So why isn't he doing anything? It makes me think that somehow God has just simply forgotten. He's just forgotten about me. Now, I, I know that doesn't make logical, theological sense. He's God. He doesn't forget. God knows everything. God knows everyone. Okay, where is he then? What other explanation is there? I'm showing up here. He isn't. I'm doing all that I can, which isn't much. Where's God? It sure sure feels like he's forgotten me. Like maybe I don't matter all that much. Maybe maybe he's he's got bigger things to worry about than me, right? He's worried about terrorism and racism and poverty and politics. Although he might have forgotten about that one too, I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to be going too well there. Maybe I'm just not big enough. Maybe I'm just not important enough for God to care that much about. Sure feels that way. And you know, let me be honest here. This isn't looking good for God either. My neighbors, my coworkers, the people I work with, my kids, friends, parents from school, the ones who who don't believe in God, don't believe in Jesus, but know that I do, you want to know what they're thinking? They're thinking this has all happened to me because, yeah, God doesn't exist. Yeah, he's been a myth for you, Tony, all your life. Can't you see? He's a crutch. Sometimes I wonder, are they right? Is he real? Is this all just a crutch? I I know that's not true. I may have my moments of doubt, but I still have that that core of faith. That's what faith is, right? Faith is that mixture of of belief and doubt, right? It's it's believing what you can't see and, and trusting what you can't prove. And without moments of doubt, it truly isn't faith, is it? So I have my moments of doubt, but I still believe. I believe that God exists. I believe that God is powerful. I believe that God is good. It would just be a lot easier if he would remember me and show up. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Yes, I won't forget the truth. You know, I need to remember all the times in my life that God has shown up. All the times he has worked his power and his grace. And when 
And when those moments come in my life when, when I don't let the discouragement and depression of, of this moment possess my every thought, when I don't let myself drown in disappointment, I, I can see the bigger picture still. Right? God has shown himself to be faithful to me in the past again and again and again. He's been faithful in my life. He's been faithful in the lives of the people around me. Now, he hasn't always fixed things for me. He hasn't always made you know, the path as easy as possible for me. He hasn't always worked the miracle that, that I asked him to do. But he has always been faithful. He has always been present, even when I didn't notice him. He has always, as he promised to do, worked some good out of the pain of my life. I, you know, it took me a while to see it sometimes, but he always has done that. His love and his power have always come through. I don't see him always in the middle, but I see it later when my hurt isn't blocking my vision, when my hurt isn't blocking my understanding. So no, I won't, I won't forget that truth. Besides, who else do I have to turn to? Certainly can't face this on my own. Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Okay, I don't get it. I don't understand all that's going on. I certainly can't explain why God is doing what he's doing. Or maybe more appropriately, why he's not doing what I think he should be doing. Still don't understand why I feel abandoned, why I feel alone, especially now. I don't get it. But you know what I'm going to do? Like I said before, I'm going to keep coming to this place, to this place where I meet God. And I'm going to keep coming until I can feel his presence again, until I can hear his voice again. I'm going to rely on what I know even when I don't feel it. And I know, I know that God is here. He's never left me. I, I, I may not feel him here, but I know he's here. So I'm going to keep coming here. I'm going to keep inviting him to help me to hear him, to help me to to feel him again. I want that relationship that I used to have, and I'm willing to wait for it, and I'm willing to work for it. And I will let him move me closer to him, because that's how it's got to work. He doesn't need to move closer to me. He's not the one who's, who's moved away. I need to move closer to him. 
And so I'm going to trust in the middle of whatever's going on, I'm going to trust that he will lead me into his loving presence again. I will trust that he will never give up on me, that he will never leave me, that he will never forsake me. I just need to make sure that I don't give up on him. So I'm going to keep coming here. I'm going to keep coming to him. And I don't know, I don't know how he's going to do it. And I concede, I concede that however God works, it might be extremely different from what I'm hoping for and what I'm praying for. He might not do that miracle I'm asking. But I know that God is going to prove himself faithful again. He's going to demonstrate his power. And he's going to demonstrate his love in my life again. That's the foundation that I'm going to stand on. Or, or maybe I should say that, that I'm going to sit on. Or that I'm going to collapse on. That I'm going to cry on. You know, who knows how weak or strong I'm going to feel day by day, moment by moment. But I'm going to choose faith. And I'm going to let God be my foundation. And I'm going to trust him in his plan, even when I can't see it. Even when I can't understand it. Because more, more than I need solutions to my problems... And more than I need answers to my questions. And more than I need control over my life. And more than I even need that miracle that I've been asking for. I need God's presence. That's what I need. Because that's where I'm going to find the peace that I'm looking for. That's where I'll ultimately find joy. That I'm longing for. That's the only place. That I'm going to find any relief. In the middle of this storm. So I. I know where my hope lies. It only lies in God. So I'm going to keep coming here. Even now. Especially now. And I know I'm going to find him. Better yet. I know he's going to find me. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Father God, we come here this morning to put our hope in you. You know why our souls are downcast within us. You know the hurt and the troubles that we carried with us into this room this morning. And for some of us, they're huge. For some of us, we are buried under that avalanche this morning. For some of us, we have question upon question, wondering upon wondering, doubt upon doubt, and we're, we're searching for you. Others of us, Father, the, maybe the weight isn't that heavy. But we still have our sorrows. We still have our hurts. We still have those places in life where we wonder, why, God? 
what in the world are you doing? Why don't you do something? Why don't you at least show up? And so, Father, some of us sit here and we, we come to you spiritually dry. Keep us searching for you. Keep our hearts open to your voice, to your presence. Remind us, Father, that more than we need a miracle and more than we need an answer and more than we need control, we need you. And so tune our ears to hear your voice again. Move us closer to you again. And speak your grace, your love, your relief, yourself into our hearts and into our experiences, Father. Carry us as your adopted children. Love You love us so much. Carry us through this season of our lives. Help us to know we're never alone. And your faithfulness never wavers. Your love never fades. And your grip on our hearts and on our lives never lessens. So, Father, we lay these burdens down before you. Thank you for being willing to carry them for us. Thank you for being willing to, being willing to carry us. And we recognize that all we need, Father, is you. All we need is you. Teach our hearts to sing to you, Father.
you stand with me? After the service, there's a couple young boys who'd love to have you come and welcome them.